0: Today's episode, we're going to talk about me turning 40 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder, among other things, and maybe some Loki Season 2. Enjoy! Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. You were listening to another lo-fi episode where I talk about really the things that are going on in my life, but for the most part, they have to do somewhat of culture and maybe society or pulp culture. I don't know. Kind of the things that I'm doing that I enjoy, which maybe you will enjoy as well. But before we get started, make sure to follow me on all of the social medias at Age of Jeremy. You can also follow me on YouTube at Age of Jeremy, where we have a non-regular schedule of podcast episodes. Actually, you can get all my main podcast episodes on there as MP4s, and then also videos that you can't find anywhere else. But then you can only find these lo-fi ones if you are subscribed to this podcast. So make sure that you subscribe and like and share with all of the beautiful people that are a part of your... Hold on, I'm just jumping into this this, uh, the sharp trial launch to victory. Um, share it with all the people that you love and all the people that are near and dear to your heart so that they can learn more about all the stuff that I have going on too. And maybe they will learn something along the way. Uh, But if you're also new to uh, this podcast, we are, um, I talk about all of the businesses that I own. I own a few 3T warrior Academy. I'm the CFO of I also the one that I love, 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 love is age of radio, which is a media company that I have. I also have an accounting firm called Q financial and we're getting ready to do some other really cool things with that. Um, And so usually I talk about entrepreneurship and all the things that I'm learning along the way with that over these last six years. So make sure that you listen to the main episodes as well. So I guess since we are starting off with Super Mario Brother Wonder. Oh, also too, if you are new to this podcast, these lo-fis are just me kind of chilling, doing something. I am using a Zoom H1N, which uh, Zoom Lab Corp, I think you can, Zoom Corp, I think you can go and find all of the equipment. I love audio equipment and I love making audio stuff. I wish I could do it more. Um, So I do this so that I can talk about all the cool stuff that's going on in my life, like this Super Mario Brothers Wonder Game. I Do do I want this crouching high jump? I do want the crouching high jump. Okay, so let's talk about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So I turned 40. We'll get into that in a minute. But my mother, bless her heart, bought me the Super Mario Wonder Game for Switch. And um, it is by far... One of the best Super Mario Brothers games out there. It might be nostalgic because I am an older millennial, um, and it is side-scrolling, so I'm sure Gen Xers would really, really love it. And you know what? That being said, I did say something kind of rude about Gen Xers the other day on podcast. I don't have anything against Gen Xers. I don't really have anything against any... um, I just died again probably going to die a lot because I'm going to be talking to you while playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. But I just have a problem with anybody that thinks their generation is the better generation. And I think that that's one of the things that I have a problem with. So I have a lot of Gen Xer friends, and they're always saying how, you know, there's problems with millennials, there's problems with zennials. And I think that... Everybody just kind of knows based off of the generation that they're in. And each generation has new things that they like. Um, I don't necessarily think that any generation is lazier than the other generation. Uh, I think that schooling um, and parents should be doing a better job just in general. I think that we'd have some better kids, whether that relates or refers to... Uh, Gen X or to Xennials, I don't know. I just know we need some better everybody. Um, That includes Gen Xers and Millennials and Gen Z and Baby Boomers and the World War II folks. I never remember what they're called. And so... And so... But, uh, so Super Mario Wonder is really, really fun. So, a couple of things about it. You can... It's only for Nintendo Switch, obviously. Um, And Nintendo is one of my favorite companies. Um, I have a lot of my main brokerage account in Japanese Japanese ETF, um, and Nintendo's held in that, and as soon as I can find a way to invest directly into the Nikkei itself, I 100% will, because I love Nintendo, uh, and I would give them more and more of my money. Uh, Bailey, they've been around a really long time, And uh, I don't think people realize that they started as a card game company. And they have just been in games and family entertainment for a very, very long time. And they're just one of my favorite companies. And so... One of the cool things about Super Mario Bros. Wonder is that you can play as like most of the main characters and it's side-scrolling and it's multiple sides, so like you can connect online, right? And so like let's say I'm in a 2D side-scrolling environment and I'm playing, so right now I'm playing as Toad because he's one of my favorite characters um, in Mario, and so if other people were online and they were in the same level, I would be able to see them as they come through. And what's cool about it is if, like, you die, they you can go to them and they can, you know, restore your life. And then you can stay inside of the level, which is really, really cool and a really interesting way to do it. The other thing that I really, really like about this uh, Mario game is while it is two-dimensional, they do have a lot of three-dimensional, like, uh, three-dimensional, uh, I guess like visuals to it so not only is there cool three-dimensional visuals in the background um but like there's parts where you can go down certain pipes and when you go down those pipes you'll go to the like to the fore to the background Uh, and i think that that's a really interesting way in which they've added that into the the game uh to make it you know more enjoyable i guess and and it's really interesting the other thing that's really cool about it are the colors I think they do a really good job with the color scheme that they use, um, the vibrancy of the colors, um, and the gameplay is really fun. I mean, it's nothing like ecstatic. Um, they also do have a really cool new, two new like ups, like power ups, I guess you would call them. Like you can turn into this giant elephant, excuse me. You can turn into this giant elephant that can like use his, um, his trunk, to like hit stuff and grab stuff. And then you can turn and then you can like grab water and shoot water out, which is really, really cool. And then the other thing that you can do is you can um, like, there's the fire. um, What is it called? There's like the fire, the flower fire. Um, In this one, there is a flower, like, like fire flower also, but there's also a, a water Uh, Feature where like you can blow bubbles like a bubble flower and the reason why I'm stuttering a little bit is Because it says that I'm trying to connect to the internet on it And it's not moving past where I'm currently at in the game and that is frustrating So we will just give it some time and let it go But I was having a blast talking to you guys about it. Um, The other thing cool about the switch that I need to grab some of the, the videos for I don't think I'll grab any of the videos from this session because this session is kind of weak, um, especially since it's just been trying to connect for a very, very long time. Is you can hold down um, the capture button and it'll record like the last 30 seconds, and then you can grab that and you can post that content. So if you head on over to my Lemon Eight or uh, at Age of Jeremy, or you go to my Threads at Age of Age of Jeremy. That content is on there. Um, And so you can take a look at it uh, to see, like, what I'm talking about with the elephant. So my 40-year-old birthday was interesting um, because I'm 40. And I don't feel 40. And I did not celebrate it like I was 40 because I went to Dave & Buster's and played video games, which I don't know what that says about me, but that's what I did. And that was really, really interesting. So I think that... um, uh I think that uh I think it was interesting turning forty because I don't one feel like i'm forty my body doesn't feel like it's forty or i guess forty is just a preconceived like it's something that we really don't um i think it's just something that we kind of. The reason, the reason, so I guess what I'm getting at is like my, when my uncle turned 40, they had like the over the hill cards, like it was the latter half of life that now it's all downhill. But I don't, I think that that's just the way that older generations looked at it. And I don't think that that's relevant um, anymore because we have a, we live in a world where there's more than there's more stuff to do after you turn 40, right? It's not like, I don't live in the the paradigm where I have to get a job, I have to save up so much money, then I retire. Like, I enjoy building stuff, I enjoy starting businesses. And again, I, my understanding of those things are higher than other people, so it's easier for me to do that. And also, too, I don't really start businesses because I want to be wealthy. I start businesses because of the mission of whatever it is. That I'm trying to accomplish and so to me it just seems like if you have those goals and those visions, then you will continue and keep growing and growing no matter what. Excuse me, I'm recording this really, really late. Um not super late, it's like ten o'clock. Um, but um uh let's switch over to Pokemon and see what's going on. Pokemon's opening up. I don't know what was going on with freaking Freaking Mario. Um, and so, so for me, 40 doesn't really mean anything. It just means that I'm one year older. And maybe that's what it means for a lot of people, but I don't even necessarily know if I have my life together, I guess. And I think that that's one of the things that kind of bothered me about turning 40. Cause I didn't, don't think that I was, I'm any further than I thought that I would be, but I feel like I'm pretty far Um, And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, kind of confuses me about it is that, um, is that I don't, is that I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I don't feel like I'm behind and I don't feel like I'm ahead. Like I just feel like I'm here and that's okay. And I don't know if that has to do with um, Buddhism or if that has to do with, um, you know, I don't know if that has to do with Buddhism or what, but um, I just feel that like everything's cool. And there's just lots of, there's things that I need to, to get figured out in life and like of where the, like the next pieces that I want to do as far as business is concerned. And as far as, you know, a lot of things were concerned, but other than that, like, I, I think I felt weird because I didn't feel weird about it. Like, I, I guess I felt thought that I would be like depressed because I wasn't where I was supposed to be in life. But at the end of the day, day, I guess. I feel like I'm exactly where I want am am supposed to be. Now, that being said, there are things that I've kind of looked at um, over these last couple of weeks since turning 40, and it's kind of made me think that that there are things that I definitely 100% want to do more of um, going forward, because I think that if I had done them, I would be, you know, more... I would be... I guess, more productive spiritually. So I think one of the things that bothers me, that has bothered me the most is that I have spent so much time focusing on wealth um, and business and finding out that it's not as important as I thought that it was going to be for me. And because it wasn't as important as I thought that it was going to be for me, Um, I realized that I had not focused on certain spiritual things that I wanted to focus on. Um, And so now that I have, you know... I'm better able to schedule things. I'm better able to organize things. I can really focus on more of my spirituality. And I think that that's going to be really important for the next couple, for the next of my life. Um, Because I had a lot of esoteric aspirations, um, whether it was writing about esotericism, writing about occultism, being a part of more occult clubs like uh, BOTA, Builders of the Adiatum. Um, um, or, uh, being a part of the, the Theosophical Society, which I've been spending a lot of time of, uh, with, and I really highly recommend that you, uh, look up on YouTube, the Theosophical Society, uh, uh, just listening to some of their talks that they have. Essentially what the Theosophical Society does is it tries to blend in or teach, um, inspire people to want to study and learn about religion philosophy and science and so they are the american theosophical society is based out of chicago um which is cool for me because i you know my family's from illinois and i like illinois and i hope to be spending a lot of more time in illinois in the future um and so uh so I think that that's cool because that's another reason why. Oh, let's go to Illinois. Let's go see this theosophical, theosophical society. The other thing too about you know being more involved with uh, religion and philosophy that feels that benefits me is I feel it keeps me much more grounded in my thought and slower in my thought. Um, And two, one of the things that I've realized over the past year, this year specifically, is the thing that keeps me, it gives me energy is academia. So when I'm learning from like a lecture or I'm learning from a, a class or just listening to a lecture or a keynote or a podcast that has, you know, intellectual um, conversation. Those things are the things that I enjoy. And those things help me kind of stay, uh, I guess, more mindful about the things that I say and the things that I do. And so I think that going into the next part of my life, um, assuming that I'm going to, you know, that I'm, which I don't necessarily think that 40 is half-life. I think 50 is closer to half-life these days. Um, especially if you take care of yourself now with me having diabetes, I don't know if that's going to be hundred percent accurate, but let's just say that it is. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, so I think that writing about those things, reading about those things, learning about those things, um, uh, for example, You know, there's a blog that I've been trying to write that I haven't given all all the time that I would have liked to about attention span and things like that. But just that ability to write something from an academic standpoint or from an essay, uh, as an essay, um, like an informative essay about something or maybe my thoughts on it and sharing that, um, just is something that, that, that gives me life. And I think that the more that I do that in the second life, uh, in the second part of this life, or after 40, I think that I'll be more, you know, I'll be happier. Um, the other thing that that I've kind of thought of is that I'm not doing businesses with other people um, for other people's ideas anymore. I know that might sound bad. If I take any ownership in a business, it'll be from just a bookkeeping standpoint, so that they don't have to pay for their bookkeeping or their accounting services. But I'm only going to invest in the things that I like, have my that meet my investment uh, theory about, you know, being th- around the art humanities, e-learning, um, space exploration, um, finance, insurance, things of that nature. And so if I do those things, um, if I focus on that, I think that I'll be a lot happier. Like I want to put more time into age of radio and Q financial, because those are the biggest passions. The e-learning is important to me. So there's a lot of great ideas. And I I talked about this on the podcast last week, a lot of great ideas that I have for, or ideas that I have for innovation and entrepreneurship and things that I want to do inside of, um, inside of the three, two academy business group. But for the most part, if other people have, I don't have any interest in being a part of anything, any of those businesses anymore. And I think having the, the, um, I think the integrity to say that, or maybe the, the courage to say that now, um, I think if I could look back, there's businesses that I wouldn't be a part of that I'm a part of, um, because they're just not, I mean, my my thing, and again, I'm not trying to start businesses to start businesses. I'm trying to create things that benefit people, and then we can innovate with the money that we make. And like, there's there's a plan in place for that, you know. Um, and so, uh, so I think that think that being true about those things and the things that I enjoy. Um, now is going to be way more important. I super, super died um, because I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm talking and not paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing in Super Mario Wonder. But I finally figured out the connecting problem. The game just got stuck. Okay, so I got to get down there somehow. Okay, um, and so... So I think that... um, that's going to be super, super important. Um, the other thing, you know, kind of that I've been doing is... So, I don't know if I've... I, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. If not, I've written it down on something. Um, it wasn't a blog or anything because I don't think I ever... I don't think I released anything that did this. But when I... Um, um, like, language learning is really important to me. And words and philosophy and philology... Not phlebotomy. Philology um, has always have always been things that interested me, like like where words come from, words in general, knowing more words, understanding words, reading words, <laughs> um, and so English and you know general, and so like when um, when I uh, think about like what people should be learning. Like, not that anybody's learning anything wrong. People, like, when I when I think about these things, like, I'm not mad at my grandparents or my parents for not doing certain things. And that's something that people have to get over. Most of the time, people should never blame their parents. They're, they're, most parents do the best that they could based off of their resources that they had and their knowledge that they had. So to blame them for the way that you turned out because they raised you what you would consider maybe wrong, is stupid because that's every parent. I so I think that the goal would be to kind of just get better and better as you go on generations after generations. And so when I think of that, I'm very adamant that parent that children should know their parents' tongues. And so I forgot where I read it, but essentially, you should I don't know where I read this, but you have the nation tongue. Right. Which makes sense. And that's, that's one of the reasons why languages have kind of changed because, because the, the nations kind of like have the language that they want you to learn. Right. And, and so, so there's that, right. The, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then in the house, you should, you should speak the tongue of your, your family. So for instance, like if you you are Spanish. In your house, there's nothing wrong with speaking Spanish in the house. and then in the public, you t- you speak the English or you know, or you you know speak Spanish if you can't fully speak, you know in English. I get it. Um, and so so the idea is that is that if if you trace that back, languages wouldn't be lost. The problem is is that if you, have a bunch of people that speak different languages and then they have children together, and that their children have children with people that speak different languages, then that thing wouldn't be the same, that, that there would be a lot of languages that they have to learn. So that part aside, if I look at myself, the languages that I know that should have been passed down to me would have been Spanish and German. And so I think that that's important because that, not that Spanish or German, I don't think are going anywhere right now, um, but that's important because the things that you do to push those languages forward can have an effect of like other people. For example, let's say I don't have any kids or if I do have kids and I teach them Spanish and English because my father spoke Spanish, which I don't know, and I'm, which I'm going to get to in a minute while I'm talking about this, which I don't know. And so, and then my mother's mother's father's mother spoke German and so German should have been passed down to him and so forth and so I think or his mother maybe it was her grand, great grandmother anyway and so those languages would have been passed down and so the same thing goes for my wife her parents her father knows Spanish so she should have known Spanish in the context of what I'm talking about That she doesn't doesn't is not matter I'm just talking from a like a um, a, I don't know, just like a how we should teach children and so forth. And so if my if I should have known Spanish and should have known German, then those languages can continue to pass down. And I think that that's something that was lost for me because of the limited amount of resource and education that, and forethought and planning and so forth that my parents had. And these are hard conversations to have because most of the time people don't want to do things that they don't want to do. But I'm not going to get into this argument right now, but from a Confucius standpoint, it might be more beneficial to have the rules and, you know, to maybe do things that you don't want to do and people should tell you what to do. Because it's funny, the people that say that they don't like people telling them what to do, tell people what to do the most from my experience. And so I think that that's kind of a little humorous. Um, So it might be something more psychological or subconsciously going on with those people. Um, And so... um, But that being said, um, uh, point being is that I should know Spanish and German. And so one of the things that I really want to start doing more of is learning Spanish and German. And the problem with me is I kind of get super sidetracked when it comes to doing, you know, learning languages. Like one week I'll be, oh, excuse me, (coughs) one week I'll be like super excited about Japanese and then I'll be super excited about, you know, German and then I'll be super excited about another language. And you can't do that. You have to do, you have to, um, you have to have a plan in place and slowly learn them. (coughs) And so the reason why this happened was because I have been super fascinated with Denmark lately. And Um, No, with Greenland. And I found out that Greenland's part of the kingdom of Denmark. And the reason why Greenland fascinates me right now is because the fact that in the United States, at least in in Arizona, I don't know if this is anywhere else. And I don't know if it's just because of my family or whatever the case is, because, you know, my, bless her heart, my mother, she's fearful of a lot of stuff. And so that could have had something to do with it. But like, we're taught not to go to Mexico because it's dangerous. And we're, you know, we're taught, you know, not not to go to Canada, but like no one thinks to go to Canada at least the people that I know where I'm from, so it might just be more of my family, <laughs> the people that I'm around, so that being said um. Uh, Greenland's part of North America and and in Greenland they speak Greenlandic and they speak uh, uh, Danish and that's really interesting to me and then they have the Inuit people I think is the people that are up there and just that's fascinating to me because those are people that are just you know right up there just like how Navajos fascinate me here and the Hopis and the Native Americans and all their magic Um, you know because again occultism I love occultism and shamanism and you know all this stuff and so like when we think about um when I think about this, I was started researching Greenland. I started researching Denmark, the Faroe Islands, because those are all parts of the United, um, I'm sorry, parts of the Kingdom of Denmark. And then I started reading about Marguerite II, I think is how you pronounce her name. And like, you know, she, I think her, she had a degree in archaeology. And then she's part of this like organization in London. And she's like been in part of, part of artifacts. And that's just fascinating to me. And so then I was like, oh, I'll go buy a book on learning Danish. And so the problem with that is that if I don't focus on the one language, then I'll never get strong enough at it. And if you start to, you know, four or five languages, if you only have like an hour a week, you're never going to learn anything. But the good thing and why I think that this book, I bought this book in the first place was for this little piece of information because I couldn't get really good information about this anywhere. Maybe it was because of where I was looking or maybe it was because of me just not looking. Um, but, but I was able to find something that said that like good beginner hours is 250. So if you spend 250 hours on a language uh, and, and this was inside of that book that I bought on Danish, because it's talking about how you have to have practice, what you need to practice, and that you need to do this amount of, um, you need to do this amount of, um, of hours of training. So it's 250 for beginner, 500 for intermediate and a thousand for more advanced language learning. And so I was like, okay, cool. So then I was like, okay, let me put a plan into place. I built out this cool scheduler over the weekend on language. Maybe I'll share the template after I get it kind of going. Um, or maybe I'll, I'll do a video of it and share it with people. What my language learning path is because it's, I'm, it's going to be very, a long time thing for me because of the fact that I don't get to study as much as I would like, but I have a plan for that which I'll tell you in a second. And so so 250 hours is beginner. So that's about 0.6, so we'll call it 0.7 hours a day for 3 for a year and you can get to that 250 hours. And so that is my first goal by 41 to do that for Spanish and maybe half of that for German and so and you say well half of that you're never going to learn German well yeah you'll eventually be picking it up you'll apply more hours to it you just got to get it on a good schedule and so the idea is is that this is super important to me um, because of the fact that I think that the language learning and learning about linguistics and things like that really helped me with like um Hold on, I'm going to die again. Let's just die because I missed the freaking seed. Um, Actually, I'm just going to start this level over because I need to start this level over. Oh no, what'd I do? Um, and then so you'll kind of get in a group because like the thing is you're like, oh, it's only 6.6 hours a day <laughs> is the first problem. But then my thing is, is that, is that, just start with a .68, and you'll see how far that you get. Like I try to do my Age of Radio app an hour a night, and um, I haven't done an hour today, um, so I'm going to do an hour here after we're done recording this. I'm going to work on the Age of Radio app, and then after that, I'll I'll go to bed, um, and and then get up and be like, man, I wish I didn't stay up late. But um, point is, is that just starting and doing that hour a single day, you you realize like how far you have made something when you look back at it. So if you just put this one foot in front of the other one, you will do very, very well and go very, very far. And so that's why I'm like, okay, I'll just try the 0.68 a day. Maybe I'll start getting up in the morning to do it. Um, and and add that to the day and go to bed a little bit late earlier so I can do that in the morning before work. I I don't know what this looks like, but all that I know is that if I put the 0.7 or 0.6, it's really 0.68, 0.68 hours into it a day, then I will start making progress and I'll be able to eventually see my progress. And that's what's important. And that's where I think most people mess up when it comes to moving their lives forward is because they think that it has to be this amazing thing when all they have to do is just a little bit. If you just do a little bit, a little bit'll go a long way and that's what I where I think that the problem lies arise, ri- arises and so my goal is to do the 250 hours for this first year i think it was 250 was the 500 let me that might have been 500 hours let me see what 500 hours is for the year let's do 500 Divided by 52. No, no, it was for the 250. So that'll get you to a basic level. And so that's my first goal. Because if I did this when I was 27, by the time I was 28, we'd have the basic understanding. If I had the time I was 29, I would have the, the advanced understanding by intermediate with intermediate understanding. And that's why this is important to get better as you... Um, to do a little bit over time. Um, and so so that's what I'm gonna do with the language learning. Um, and so my goal is to do that along with German and then eventually add in Spanish writing in there and then study Sino-Japanese, if you, I can find anything on it, which is the Japanese that is really used in old Buddhist texts. Um, because for me, Japanese is more, is more about, is more about, um, more about reading and understanding it, and then being able to read Japanese Buddhist texts and study Buddhism that way. And so those are the main things that I want to accomplish this year along with the Age of Radio app. So that's why I was talking about that because that's, I turned 40 and then I want to turn 41. The other cool thing about turning 40 was I got this, my mother pre-ordered it also. It was a new Zoom. Um, I know that sounds weird saying that I'm 40 and talking about me and my mother, that a good relationship. And we had a cool birthday party and so she bought me some gifts and that's what gifts are. And people should buy gifts for people that they care about, excuse me. Um, and so the last thing that I want to talk about on this lo-fi that I think is really important this week was Loki, um, Loki? So, spoiler alert! Before, because I'm going to talk about the full season um, and what I thought about it. And so, Loki was really impressive for me because of the fact that I did not like Loki. Like he Loki. Okay, so, I did not not like Loki. But I was like, who gives a shit? But he was everybody's like favorite character for the past like ten years or whatever. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Um, and so, what's interesting about the Loki? season two was one. Jonathan Majors was fantastic in it. Um, I hope Jonathan Majors stays with Disney. I hope that they keep his contract. I hope that all of this was a big misunderstanding. If it wasn't, it's acting. And I guess that I don't think that that, I guess says that it's okay what he did. But my point is, is that is that, you know, people make mistakes if people realize that they made a mistake and they learn from that mistake and they get better then okay, well, let's see what happens and they'll move on. But hopefully you can stay with him because I think that he's just going to make fantastic Kang. I think that the Avengers, the Kang dynasty is going to be amazing. I think everything that they're doing with the multiverse is fantastic. I personally like this better than the infinity stones saga. I'll think every, I think that they need to get some shit together with their movies and they need to make it seem more cohesive, I think. Um, but, um, other than that, I think all the parts are playing out, and I think Kevin Figgy, that's how you pronounce his name, is doing a fantastic job. Now, that being said, the reason why I liked Loki season two is because one, I think where Loki's at is amazing because it's like it's like he is part of this organization that takes care of these variants that um, are created through different timelines. And so where I think that that's cool is because it's so far different from his character as Loki, the villain, and then as of Loki, the, I guess we would say maybe semi-villain, right? And so I think to see him progress from a villain to kind of a good guy to now going to where, you know, now going to be kind of like a hero in this organization and figuring all of that out, I think is just fantastic. And the fact that there was a whole TVA, you know, I think there was a full comic for it, but I could be wrong because... I don't. I didn't research any of this before I started talking about it, and I am not huge into Marvel comics, um, as maybe people think that I should be or that I should be. And so, when I think of the TVA or the time, um, the time variance authority. I think time variance authority. I think so. It's, it's called time variance authority? Yeah. Um, I think that it's just really cool that he's not, he's still his god, he's still Loki, but now he's also this other character. Um, and so I think that part was interesting and I like seeing that from both Loki season one and Loki season two. Loki season one wasn't my, fa- it wasn't probably my second favorite season. I really liked Hawkeye um, because of the f- some of the fight scenes that they had in it. I thought they did a really good job. And so I think that by um, so, I think now, Loki Season 2 is my favorite season of all the Disney Plus shows. Um, Daredevil Season 2 is still my favorite season of all of them put together. And so... Um, yeah, because Josh Brenthal's is just amazing. And Daredevil Season 3, for some reason, I cannot remember... Oh, it's with Bullseye. Um, uh, and so... So I think that with the the TVA and Loki season two, so there was that part of it. I think seeing that kind of evolve a little bit was cool. I think the powers that they gave him with the ability to figure out how to stop time and to time slip, which I think is really, really cool. Um, And then the last thing that I thought that was just so amazing was the fact that he decided there's this part at the end, and I'm again, spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know, turn it off. When he goes and takes all of the timelines, and then he becomes the protector of the timelines at the end of time, uh, that he says, "I know the God that I want to be," and it's interesting because through the the through the Infinity Stone saga, he was like. He wanted to be a god because he wanted the people to like he wanted the fame of it and the worshiping of it and the godness of it and the rulership of it. And now he is like probably the greatest god in the saw in all of it. And no one knows it one. And it is so lonely and heartbreaking for him for me anyways. And, and like he's in this lonely place as a God where he's protecting everything by making sure that all, the he who remains is of the world, don't get out. And he's protecting everybody. And to me, that is just so interesting that one, that they were able to write this which I think is fantastic. Like, did they have all of this from the beginning that they wanted to do? Did Kevin Figgy know this is where he wanted to go with all of it, and then the writers and their ingeniousness came up with this? Or did this just happen, you know, because it happened? And I think that that's one of the things that, that, that just amazes me about the, the, the Loki saga. Um, and so I think that I'm really excited to see if Loki comes back how they put him into the Avengers, if him and Thor are going to be reunited, if him and Sylvie uh, Sylvie are ever going to get together, which is a little weird because Sylvie's essentially him. Um, Well, it's a variant of him. And so I think that... I think that... I don't know, I just think that's all amazing. And I think that if you have a chance to watch Loki... I I think if you have a chance, I think... The, I, I, I don't think the, all the Marvel movies are like the greatest movies ever made right I think some of them are really really good I really like um, Winter Soldier's a really really good movie um, Daredevil the Daredevil shows a really really good show just in general um, if you just like shows Punisher 1 and 2 are really really good um, uh, I'm trying to think of who else what else is there Loki's really good. Miss Marvel's okay. Um, like she's really good. Like the Miss Mar, the, the the girl that's playing her is great. The the, the, the cast that they had it's just the. I don't know. The whole story was a little. Oh, cool. There's a new power up. So there's this cool power up where you, where you have a drill as a head. But I don't know what I'm doing. So what's this drill do? Aha, so I can... Oh, whoa. I don't know what happened. Huh. That's really cool. So, like, you have this drill on your head, and you can go into these rocks, and then you can stay underneath the rocks until you hit something that you can't break. I don't know. Um... So, I think that's worth watching. The Infinity, Avengers, Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and then Endgame were really, really good. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is really, really good. I thought they did a fantastic job. All the people in that, I love greatly in all of those movies. Um I'm trying to think of what are some of the other really, really good ones. Uh, Miss um, Captain Marvel's okay. Um, uh, Captain America won the whatever. Um, Winter Soldier, what was that? Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was cool, but I mean, like, my life's not better because of it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Or my, is my life better because of any of them? I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I would just take some time to watch some Marvel. Um, what else is going on? Um, I haven't really... I think that culturally or societally, uh, I haven't really had a chance to do anything else. <laughs> um I know my life is very busy with Ada Radio and Merlin. If you don't have Merlin, it's the smartest way to trap your, track your crypto. So make sure that you check that out. And then... Um, I'm still reading Boot and Brooks, so I think that that's really good. Um, and then I've just been spending a lot of time with design. I have Figma. I've been spending so much time with Figma. Um, I feel like I have spent so much time with it, and I am getting pretty good with it. Um, at least a lot faster with it. I don't know if I can do everything, but I can come up with most of the stuff. Uh, and then one of the other things after this, well, along with this, that I really want to practice and do is learn about more about... Um, innovation and inventing I want to be more inventive with certain things and I'm, I'm pretty inventive with the with my ideas and concepts when it comes to like processes and what I like to call industrial engineering but industrial engineering is obviously something even more I was think I was supposed to hit that up I think I messed this whole thing up um uh but so because of that I That's something that I really want to focus on moving forward. And then, yeah, I mean, those are the main things. Uh, so turning 40 was fantastic. Um, I really want to focus on learning languages this next time around. Um, this next time around, really get more into spirituality, writing about spirituality. I have some cool ideas of things that I want to do as it relates to esotericism. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, also, too, next time I will get some better talking points so i don't just ramble as much um, but i hope that uh, you have learned about some cool stuff from this uh, i hope that you enjoy this and make sure that you like and subscribe and as i always say remember be thankful grateful and kind If you like this podcast, I'm still playing Mario. uh, Make sure that you like and share this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And remember, the opening song is Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. The closing song is Illuminati Hotties, uh, Threatening Each Other, Recapitalism. I am playing Mario Wonder. Make sure that you pick it up for your Nintendo Switch. No, we are not sponsored. I just think it would be cool if you picked it up. Um, I am recording on my Zoom H1N into a Rode microphone, and I will be mixing this together on Steinberg's Cubase with Waves plugins. And as I always say one last time, remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. Bye.